0: Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Love Unlimited with Helen podcast. In this season, we shall open up our borders and explore the vast richness, abundance, and uniqueness of life. We shall dig deep to learn more about relationships, In their every single sense. Our guests for this season are equipped with loads of wisdom and knowledge that I'm also eager to delve into as I learn and grow. Hi, my name is Helen, certified master life coach and certified relationships coach. Love, life, and prosperity drive my curiosity, and I love delving into all this with joy. What drives you? If you haven't connected with me yet, please make a point to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Let's continue the talk after this podcast on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and my pen name is Guru Helen. You can also learn more about me and what I'm about on www.guruhelen.com. I look forward to connecting more with you. This podcast is sponsored by Popstar Seize Your Center Stage. It is available on handbook and Kindle version. You can get yourself a copy on amazon.ca, amazon.com, or better still, you can find it on my website at www.guruhelen.com. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to third season of Love Unlimited with Helen. Today I have the honor of inviting and having as a guest one of my best mentors since I was in my late teens. Her name is Dorothy Ooko. She is the head of communications and public affairs Africa and I believe this is Google. Yes, she started, Google. it's Google, right? She started yes. in September 2011 as a communications manager for East and Francophone Africa in Nairobi. Since 2016, she has been heading the communications team in Africa. She is very active on social media, and you can find her on all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And she believes in being part of the conversations to build your brand. According to magazine Seasuit, she has been ranked among the top 25 most powerful women impacting business in Africa. She worked in the mobile telephone sector for five years at Northeast Africa and Southern Africa. Prior to that, she was an academician. That's where I met her. She was an academician, a teacher at both public and private universities in Kenya. She has published and presented papers on linguistics and language planning. When not working, Dorothy loves keeping fit, and I am a witness to that. (laughs) She she is into sports, hiking, reading, cooking, and traveling. She has been a Google facilitator for fundamentals of mindfulness and search inside yourself. S-I-Y, I like that acronym since 2015 at the start of covid 20 covid 19 last year she started a podcast that i follow and enjoy listening to no head podcast about living life in the present moment and navigating life together you can find the link at the end of this podcast and she speaks oh she's multilingual she speaks english french spanish Luo. Swahili, and understands Portuguese. Talk about a global citizen. She is one of those. You can find her on social media at Dorothy O'Connor on Twitter, LinkedIn, and IG.
1: Welcome, Dorothy, to Love Unlimited. Thank you so much, Coach Helen, for having me.
0: After this, before we even get to talk, because I'm so excited, I feel like blubbering, and I need to learn to slow down, (laughs) I will need your help to help us arrive. Listeners, I would request you you to join us in this beautiful session. And Dorothy,
1: please take it away. Thank you. Thanks, Helen. Well, so we are going to be breathing together. Um, So I'll invite you to just take a deep breath to a count of five hold to a count of two, and then release slowly to a count of five. And we will do that three times. So let's begin. Breathing in. Hold. Breathe out slowly. Breathing in. Hold, breathe out slowly. Breathing in, hold, breathe out slowly. And now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Just breathing in and out. Not controlling anything, just feeling your breath. And bringing your presence back here with us. Wow. Over to you Helen, thank you. Thank you, thank
0: you. I need to learn to remember to do that every single day. It is a beautiful experience. And even in the evening after a hard day's work when everything has been fast paced and you need to slow down to come back to yourself, this is a good exercise. I would encourage Mm -hmm. our listeners to adopt this formula. And if you really want to learn more about this, I'd really encourage you to tune in to No Head podcast on SoundCloud or wherever you listen to your podcast. You will have a different day at the end of every podcast session. And Dorothy, welcome again.
1: Thank you, Helen. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. Now tell us, you have become such a wonderful teacher at mindfulness. I would like to call you Guru because Guru is an
1: enlightened teacher. How did you get to oh. mindfulness? Well, it started, to be honest, it started way back in the probably in the 80s, one of my closest friends lost her mother. Mm-hmm. And the effect on this was really devastating. Um, and I could see how she was affected and she was inconsolable. And then one day she said, you know, I've decided I'm going to do meditation. Would you come with me to the meditation center? And I was like, yeah, Sure and we went and we were taught you know just how to breathe it was more of transcendental meditation wow but what it did was it just calmed us down and for for me to see her just come to this place of dealing with her grief and come to this calmness and i think that's what triggered my journey to mindfulness and to meditation and I did various exercises. I visited various centers to to learn how to meditate and mm-hmm. to focus my attention on whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But when I came, when I joined Google, there's a course that was taught that is called Search Inside Yourself, which is really mm-hmm. more mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like that was because mindfulness, as we were taught then by, by the founder Ming Chad Tang, he said that the reason Google can give you an answer to anything you want, but it Uh can't give you an answer to who you are. Wow. For that, you need to go and search inside yourself. Wow. I'll borrow that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's true. For that one, you need to go inside yourself. True. And that is in the stillness. Uh And you know, I found that that resonated very well with what I knew as a Christian, because Romans 12, 2, mm-hmm. actually says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but, but be instead, transformed by the renewing of obvious. your mind. Oh, I meant to that. Exactly. <laughs> so how do you renew your mind? Mm hmm you know and, and 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 Romans 12 even goes on and says then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is wow. if you do not take time to renew your mind to be wow. still then you cannot be able to hear true you cannot be able to hear your spirit what God yeah. is telling you you cannot be able to hear what your body is telling you and so i just god completely hooked to this moment of stillness and learning to integrate that in my day-to-day. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: So since 80s, you've been practicing this and getting into the present moments and just getting into the inside,
1: the searching inside your soul. Right. And discovering. And I, I don't think it's a journey where one says I've arrived. I think we are all travelers. So for me, yes. it's learning. And sometimes I do let life, life kind of be overwhelming. And I just yeah. need to remind myself, I'm like, you know, you're rushing, yeah. you know, just slow down, slow yeah. down. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes it's other friends like you, like when I was <laughs> eating before this and you'd go, hey take your time to eat because I was rushing. I was late for our meeting and you're like, no, take your time. So other people remind you that you're not being present to what you're doing. Yeah. You You
0: need reminders and you need people around you who will not be pushing you in the wrong direction when you're practicing to be the best version of yourself. May I ask, do you have have an accountability partner in your journey to mindfulness?
1: Not really. I think that where I've reached is I tell. The idea is to have a practice. We've got yeah. yes. Uh so we've got we've got many facilitators at Google and we do meets often. We have uh we call them retreat sessions where we meet as mm-hmm. a group and and just practice together because it's good to practice alone, but there is such power when you share energy with one another and you practice together. Yes. Um I am at the coast now and I really just enjoy when I wake up early in the morning, sunrise, and I sit in front of the ocean and I'm just quiet and still and I feel the air, you know, just caressing my skin. And I'm like, this is the place I want to be when I'm not looking at my phone and I am just letting that moment be as it is. Wow. Now I'm homesick. (laughs)
0: That's beautiful. Now, yes. apart from just the fact that you you work at Google and that you have accountability partners, you teach, you still teach. Apparently, I'm impressed to see even in your bio that you still teach. You're a teacher for life.
1: <laughs> I am a teacher for life. I, I, I think that that's the one thing I'm passionate about. And I don't know if you've read about archetypes, the yes. Uh, They're different. I've really also accepted and and embraced that my archetype is teaching and sharing knowledge and making it simple, breaking it down so others can understand, so others can be able to learn. And and I embrace it. And I think that when I meet people, I'm always just very conscious of what am I supposed to learn from them and what are they supposed to teach me? Because it is a give and take. You know, when I meet you, when we talked the last time, Mm -hmm. you're teaching me and and I'm like, yes, I want (laughs) to learn. I want to go and get that book. And if you're listening, I'm also sharing something. So it's it's this sharing, it's cyclical, and we are giving and we are receiving. And we are not meant to be selfish with what we have. We are meant to share it. And we are also meant to be open so that we can receive. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We are vessels.
0: Our job is to fill up the cup and pour it onto someone else's exactly. cup. Exactly. Exactly. Let me ask this question about you teaching, not us, but the students that you're teaching at the moment. How is the response regarding mindfulness? How do they respond towards it? Do they embrace it? I have met so many people telling me um, this abundance story you're talking about is hocus pocus, positive thinking, Uh it's just I'll, what you say it's not real. you don't it doesn't exist. you're just living in a bubble. Do you find or meet students who think that being mindful is not being realistic?
1: No, actually so 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 let's start where where I work at Google, this is one of the most popular, most in demand classes. It it really is one because we lead such hectic lives. If you look at, um, you know, our phones have also made that we are constantly, you know, there's technology around us all the time and we are not creating time for quietness. Mm -hmm. Now, Dr. John uh, Kabat-Zinn, who's considered as the founder, modern founder of mindfulness, Mm -hmm. he describes mindfulness as paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Wow. And a lot of time we are not paying attention. We are not in the present moment. Mm -hmm. We are always looking either in the past with a lot of regret or we are always thinking about the future. You know, when I'm done with this conversation with Helen, this is what I'm going to do. We are (laughs) never in the present (laughs) moment. Yes, you're not there. We're never there. And the present moment, this moment that I have with you, Helen, yes. is the only moment I have with you. Yeah. And so I need to be present. And what are the things that we miss out on when we are not present? So mm-hmm. because Google is data-driven mm-hmm. the, and, and Meng as an engineer, what he did is there's a lot of um, neuroscience that proves mm-hmm. that when you're still the structure of your brain, the function of your brain changes. So it's a very scientific proven theory. It's not people go, yeah, just tell me. And you're showing them the data. You're showing Mm -hmm. them the data of people who have meditated, what happens to their brain, to their prefrontal cortex. Wow. And the idea of being still does change your brain. It changes the structure of your brain. It changes wow. the function of your brain because you are not reactive. You almost are very still because your prefrontal cortex is the part that says, hey, calm down. Things mm-hmm. are okay. Don't panic. As mm-hmm. opposed to the amygdala where you you are, you are hijacked by things. You are hijacked by feelings. <laughs> you're in the traffic always. and you're <laughs> always, you know. Always on high heart. Exactly, the prefrontal cortex, you come down, there's nothing wrong here. Helen is not, she's just advising you. And so when people see the science, and for me actually, just seeing that learning to be in the present moment, this breathing, Mm does something to your brain, to the structure. And there's this new branch of science called neuroplasticity, which Ah. is whatever you do, neuroplasticity, if I was to go back to school, that's what I'm studying. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, because your your brain changes with how, you know, how you're thinking and Mm -hmm. what you're putting in it. And so we do a lot of stuff. We exercise our body. We do a lot of things, but we don't train our mind our brain. No, nobody ever brain. thinks of that. Yes, and yet that is such an important part of, of who you are. So if you're able to train that and people see the difference after just the course is normally two days. Oh. After two days, people just see there's just this Zen feel where people are like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And so wow. uh, maybe breaking it down for you. So we've got the mindfulness, the practice, but then we also do you know, the body scan, which enables you to feel your body from your head to your toe wow. and understand what is going there, to understand what's going on in your emotions mm-hmm. and be able to really feel, how am I feeling? How am I feeling now? Oh, oh! And, calling and, to yeah. the attention, the senses. Exactly, exactly. Wow. All your senses. Wow! And when you do that, you're able to feel... Actually, I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling a bit excited. You know, I'm having Mm -hmm. this conversation with Helen, you know, or I'm feeling, you know, whatever. But it allows you to also accept what you're what you're going through. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't even listen to our bodies. So if our bodies are tired, we're just going, you know, grinding, stopping.
0: (laughs) The grind goes on. That's what they say. But it is not what we need. I never knew that slowing down. And having a moment of meditation changes your brain chemical composition. I never knew that. I just knew my heart is the first place where I feel the difference. I feel my face slow down. Right
1: Now you know why? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Why? Because the brain has been affected positively. So it's commanding the rest of the body. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Light bulb moment. (laughs) <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's very beautiful. Yes. And I'm glad to hear that it's most in demand. I know, unlike where I am in Edmonton, there isn't much rushed life. Mm. It's mainly a blue-collar area. And people tend to be solopreneurs, they own their businesses more than mm-hmm. being white collar. And white collar tends to put so much pressure on people because the desires and the goals are set by someone else. Right. It doesn't matter how much pressure they get and they become so pressurized. Then add on to that, the traffic jump, then the noise around you. There's so many things that keep our brain running and rushing. Mm -hmm. Is there a special way you can call a chatter mind, a brain that never
1: shuts up, to command it to slow down? <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. And one that people ask, and, and probably also the one that people misunderstand. People mm-hmm. think that mindfulness means that you are not having any thoughts. No, <laughs> it just means that you're bringing your attention to the present moment. Now, we were born with what is called a monkey mind. Our oh, mind yeah. always goes, it goes in many places. It's wild. Yeah. And that's why you have to, we tame it. Mindfulness helps us tame the mind. You know, Mm -hmm. you could be, I mean, I tell people like, it doesn't even matter. You could be at a prayer meeting. And the only time you realize is when people say, amen, because your thoughts have been You're Like when I get home, I'm going to do this. But people don't know that, you know, they
0: went home and cooked lunch when the priest is praying. Exactly.
1: Exactly. you know, or you're talking to a friend and your mind is already, it happens to us. So what we need to do is the awareness. And that's where the non-judgmental comes in. Uh, It's okay. It's like, uh, just realize my mind has drifted. Yes. I realize it, which is a good thing. And Uh then say, come back to this present moment. We are not running there. We will do that later. And it's This process of realizing your mind has strayed to something else and bringing it back, that practice of doing that is what strengthens that muscle, that memory muscle, so that now you're able to uh, do a mindfulness meditation of five minutes from one minute, you can do five minutes, to two hours. To a whole day wow. if you know there are people who do that for for days a but whole
0: day I'm like oh yes. I'd be so but I know it it's a muscle the more you train it
1: the more you grow exactly exactly wow. and it's a practice it's a practice that's why we call it a practice we ask how is your practice because ah. if you don't practice you lose it that's and so true. it is doing it but also being very gentle with yourself and non-judgmental. As human beings, we are very judgmental. We are judgmental about ourselves. We are judgmental about others. We are judgmental about everything around us. Mm -hmm. And so that calls you to say non-judgmentally. I will not judge myself harshly because I went to Switzerland and came back as people were praying or as people were doing this. (laughs) It's just saying, I'll be gentle with myself. I'll be gentle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's
0: very true. (laughs) And as you talk there, I've just gotten a a wave that I really wanted to ask you about. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend mindfulness to people who suffer from low self-esteem?
1: That's a, that's a a good, I think that mindfulness is for everyone. It's for all of us. And the reason why I also say it because it allows you to identify those Uh feelings within yourself that you Mm -hmm. feel. So, it's, it's, it's realizing even, even just feelings like, you know, I, I probably am a, a bit, a tad jealous that Helen has succeeded and I didn't succeed as well. We, yeah. sometimes we don't accept these other parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. but I think when you're mindful mm-hmm. and when you're in tune with yourself and with your emotions and the feelings and how your body is communicating to you, then you can look at yourself and go, yeah. You know, These are the parts of me that are not perfect, that are not good, but we are going to work on them. This is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that awareness of even low self-esteem, you must be able to come and go, yeah, I don't feel really good when I'm with other people because why? Because I'm comparing myself with others and maybe I don't need to compare myself with others. Mm -hmm. I'm not appreciating who I am. I need to appreciate Mm -hmm. who I am. And You're able to have those conversations with yourself. And that's why I I find what I find powerful about mindfulness is the fact that the first beneficiary is you. Ah, Because you are in touch with yourself. And the person who's in touch with themselves, that's a strong person because they know themselves. They know their strong points. they're, they're, They're able to acknowledge, and you can fool. You know, is it Bob Marley who said you can fool some people? Sometimes. Some of the time, <laughs> sometimes. But you can't can fool all the people all the time. <laughs> people all the time. Exactly. So I, I, I think that that allows you to come to that moment, that Bob Marley yep. moment of, you know, I can fool yeah. other people, but this is me. You know, you can fool me,
0: yourself.
1: You can fool yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and that right. tells me, that really does take me to, you know,
0: I talk about relationships. Right. And the biggest part of relationship that mm. like as a coach, what I come across is couples who are not aware of mm. themselves. They always counter accuse each other. You did, you did. But mm. when you listen to their story, you realize they're not looking inwards fast. They're very busy right. looking at what's in the other person's cup and mm. what needs to be there versus what should be in there in theirs first. Mm. So I believe as a relationship coach, this is something I would also love to integrate in relationships coaching. As they talk, as they communicate as couples, Mm. they need to know Mm. what am I aware of as an individual? Mm. And what am I projecting to the other person?
1: Right, right. And we don't do
0: that. Guess what happens in relationships? The mouth comes before the brain. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Oh, and and in fact, one of the other competencies you learn. So emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence is what is, you Mm. know, is built on. As you practice mindfulness, you strengthen the competencies of your emotional intelligence. And so one of of them is self-awareness. That's the first one. A lot of people are not self-aware. So you as a coach know that. You're not self-aware. What mindfulness builds because you're taking time to be still Mm -hmm. alone is to be able to cultivate self-awareness, to know what is my body feeling? What Mm -hmm. am I feeling? What are my thoughts? That self-awareness helps you in how you relate to other people around you. The reason a lot of these fails is because people do not even have self-awareness, what you're talking about. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second part is self-regulation, whereas Ah. I feel I'm really angry. What Helen is doing is really making me angry. But if I respond right now, I'm going to respond in anger. So what am I going to do? I'm going to breathe in and I'm not going to respond in anger because when I respond in anger, I will say things that I don't mean to say. So when you're talking about mindfulness, the self-awareness and the self-regulation mm-hmm. comes in. It is it is part of it. This you 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 are angry or you receive an email that makes you angry. You don't mm. respond immediately. You go let's breathe. Or someone does something to you as you're driving. You don't get mm. out and shoot them immediately. <laughs> you know, you you regulate how you're feeling. You you manage yes. those emotions. And you don't let your emotions overtake you. Yeah. So that that's what the amygdala hijack. When you're not in this present moment, then you get angry. Then you shoot. You insult people. You have you're a rage. Not a very controlled. You have a rage. Mm-hmm. And and so that's so that's the other part. And then the the, the other competency that, that that teaches is empathy. Mm. Feeling. Feeling. I'm taking notes as we talk. I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beautiful. And, 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 And and empathy is important in how we relate to other people, isn't it? Yes, it is. Knowing that if, if, if you tell me you are tired, that I go, well, I understand what that feels like. Okay. You know, I understand what that means. I have been there and I feel for Helen because I've also been there. I feel what that feels like. If you tell me I've lost someone or someone I know is in hospital with COVID, your empathy kicks in because you know what it is to be this way or to be far away from a loved one. You understand. Now, people who don't have empathy, you also pick up and you go, did they just say that? Did they just do that because they don't have empathy? And in relationships, empathy is important and compassion, that ability to feel and go, oh, I really feel you're tired today. You've had a long day, things haven't Mm -hmm. worked out. You know, uh, I really feel for you and how can I be of help and how can I be of service to you? Oh, wow. And so these competencies, I think, help us in how we relate to ourselves, but also how we relate to other people. Absolutely. Wow.
0: That was a deep session. These are tenets. I think they are the pillars of the soul of being, being self-aware, having self-regulation being empathetic and having compassion isn't that the essence
1: of being human being exactly it it really is you know we were talking about this prior to this chat remember when we were talking about mindfulness in relationships and i was like but you can only be present in a relationship when you've been present with yourself oh amen to that if you're not present to who you are mm-hmm. and to your thoughts and to your feelings and everything, when you come to a relationship, there's nothing you can offer. Exactly. Right. That's true. Right.
0: And I like mean yes. to tell people in re- who come for coaching or seek relationships coaching or seek right. to have a purpose. Mm. Even in the book, the holy books, all of them, they tell you to fill your cup first. Before you go looking to fill other people's cups. And I believe mindfulness teaches you to be aware of what's in your cup. Yes. Don't get married or look for relationships so that they can fill your cup. Mm. If they fill your cup, that will be a bonus. But if they don't fill your cup, you should be happy with who you are. If Absolutely. you have an empty cup, you'll always have the imposter syndrome. You will always mm-hmm. want to be like somebody else, always mimicking someone else, and you never get to live as yourself. As mm-hmm. I'm learning now, Dorothy, you're just turning on like babs one after the other. It has just dawned on me that, yes, when I was dating, I needed to be confident and knowledgeable about who I am before mm-hmm. I get to know who I'm dating. Right. That just came off and I'm like, yes, that's what I did. Yay. <laughs> one good thing. <laughs> Thank I love you. that. I Thank love that. that. <laughs> One other question. Have you experienced any challenges in your journey towards mindfulness? Has there been a time that you felt like you want to take a pause from that or take a break or life gets in
1: your way and you drop it only to pick it later? Have you experienced any challenges? Oh, life gets in the way all the time. Oh. I think that, yes, life gets in the way all the time. I think that with practice, like with everything, we know that if we don't exercise, that our bodies are going to suffer. We know that. But how many of us exercise? It's So it is, you know, you have to, you have to remind yourself. And I think it's the same with the mindfulness practice because you know how good it is. If I don't, and sometimes I don't because life is happening. I am busy. I'm doing mine. And I just feel when I listen, I go, you know what? I need to have a moment. And it's just doing those three breaths. And I am I just need to do this because I can feel it. I am overreacting. I am not listening. And I know that. I I know it in my body. My body tells me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I find that that practice, you start it, it goes well. And then you'll drop it. You know, it's like your quiet time that you have mm-hmm. or your exercise schedule. You know that sometimes you're so busy, you're, you're saying, okay, I'm not going to run today. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. But I think that's what makes it challenging. Otherwise, it would be so easy to be like a walk in the park.
0: Everybody but would do it.
1: Everybody would do it. <laughs> yeah. But remember that the more you do it, in fact, it's the days when I feel like you're very busy. Is the mm-hmm. day when I know that I need to wake up early and make that time to actually have that mindfulness before I do anything. So that would be the first, I wake up, I'm like, before I do anything, I want to spend this time. Then after that, I go do my exercise so that it's part of the routine. And the idea is making this such a part of the routine that when you don't Uh do it, you feel it. But there are times when you will not do it. Like when you know, before COVID, if I'm traveling, you are in the middle somewhere, you've landed, you're tired. These things happen. But yeah. remember non-judgmentally, I don't judge myself too hard and go, oh, oh I love that. Darling, <laughs> that, that. No, I'm just like, OK, it hasn't happened. That's OK. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to make time for it. And mm-hmm. that time could be one minute it could be five minutes could be 30 minutes like now when I'm on holiday and I have the time I can sit one hour and I'm just taking it in oh beautiful judgmental you know just Mm -hmm. not judging myself because I've missed today and I didn't do it it's just like it's okay you know that is that is part of life so life happens you pick it up and move on and move on non-judgmentally
0: Ooh, that's wonderful. I'll tell you my weakness. Tell me. I'm a judge.
1: Are you now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. I, ju- I, oh, Lois. And after the talk we had with you last time, I have been catching myself on that top pick judgment time. Right. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Mm. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. I judge myself. And that, inadvertently always goes everywhere when you judge yourself you will find yourself judging those around you yes judging the work judging yes. the chef judging the server exactly and, and in the moment of judging you miss the opportunity to be grateful yes yes so yes. i have with your help i have also learned to just be there and say i am grateful right Instead of saying I am so pressed, I'm so much in pressure, things should be slower. Mm. I need to. to mm. I need a moment. No, I'm just grateful. I love for that. the last few weeks. For instance, I'll give you an example. Um, during COVID, I slowed down quite a lot on my work, mm. and I couldn't go to the gym because we have a gym that's about six minutes away, and I loved going there regularly. What yep. did I do? The girl went into the kitchen. She tried every recipe she could use. Mm -hmm. baking broiling Mm. everything and although I wasn't eating as much but I enjoyed cooking however you know very well with those things in the refrigerator you'll always be nibbling so one of these days after COVID I decided let me see if I've been even with the little workout I was doing Mm. I had added 10 kilos wow I panicked my eyes went wide I came back and told my husband, I've had a 10 kilos. No way. And my eyes were like this. And my husband says, I can't see it. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you don't
1: look. Look." Oh, bless No, bless him. Oh my. Bless him. (laughs) Look, I have 10 kilos somewhere. I can't believe it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had a terrible day that day. Mm. A terrible day. And I was aware now I stopped enjoying food. I stopped having fun. I stopped cooking and I became I became this reclusive being that's trying mm. to fight the 10 kilos. Then I realized right. at a certain age, it doesn't matter how much double you work out, you will lose mm. the weight at a much slower rate.
1: Right, right.
0: So I decided, you know what? I might as well keep up with my working out, increase the pace, reduce the foods and do intermittent fasting. If the weight goes, fine. If it doesn't, I'm happy. I still look good and I'm happy. I'm grateful. And all of a sudden, I just started having that positive outlook. Yeah. But that is a, that was still a struggle until we talked about non-judgmental mindfulness. That's when I decided I am done with judging myself. I'm mm. done with saying there is this muffin cupcake over my jeans. I am done <laughs> saying I'm having a small blob on my arm. I'm done looking and feeling like I'm losing a battle. I am grateful and I'm aware that there's something I need to do, but I will not judge myself.
1: Oh, and you're looking good, by the way. Oh, so thank I just you. have to tell people you're thank looking you. good.
0: Thank you. I am working on it. It's still a work in progress. I am down five now. I have five to go, five kilos to go. Mm-hmm. It's a journey and I'm grateful for every moment,
1: every moment. I want you to tell you this, as you confessed about judging, you know, you are 10 steps ahead when you're able to realize that, oh, I'm judging myself. Mm -hmm. I'm judging others because there are people who are never aware that they're in that judgmental mode. Oh, wow. And so they go on. You know, there are people Mm -hmm. who go, oh, the weather, oh, look at it, oh, it can't be... And then, oh, look at this. What, why are they wearing this? And, and, and you can be in mm-hmm. that mindset, judgmental mindset, and you don't realize. Oh. When you realize that you are 10 steps ahead, you're on your way to recovery. Yes. So, so Thank you. So you're doing quite well. <laughs> okay.
0: Before we close, I have a few quick shots. We call them, I've just added these into our sections of podcasts for people to get to know you better.
1: Oh, Apart wow. Apart from
0: teaching us, I have a few quick shot questions. Number one, okay. what's your favorite place to visit in the world? If you could go anywhere.
1: Rome. Why Rome? Because Rome has got, first of all, the Italian men are like, Bella, ciao, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> and Italian men listening, tuning. <laughs> and and, as a city, it's just beautiful there's so much to do. there's so much to see. The people are amazing. the food is amazing wow. it is it really is a place that just ticks all the boxes the food, the people the people, the climate the climate the oh, history the, <laughs> oh, it is just yeah, it's true, and the history it's just lovely. so Rome do you like wine? I do. Then I even to consider myself, exactly, I consider myself a connoisseur of oh, good wow. wine, but yes, there you go, a, yeah, a, you can't go wrong with, with Rome, no. Oh yeah, you can't,
0: you're right, I was, that was not even on my thoughts that you would, it would be a place, but now that you've said <laughs> it, yes it is, yes it is, I was thinking maybe you would talk about our Lady of Camino, but I'm like, okay, what? yes, she's really a traveller, Okay, question number two. The most memorable event in your life?
1: Ooh la la. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That, is, that, is, that is so hard because it could be, honestly, it could be, there's so many. Why? It's so many. It is once um, my niece um, was getting married in in, in the U.S. and we were there and everyone was there. It was just quite wonderful. Mora was getting married. And Uh also the other one would be, yeah, it would also be, I think doing the Camino. I still remember that when uh, doing the Camino de Santiago. The The journey journey all the way was (laughs) Yes, it's memorable with such powerful lessons. And you know that, I that followed also led me to want, yes, what made me to, to actually do the podcast. So uh, Camino de Santiago, going through Portugal and the whole journey with my two friends was also quite powerful. Wonderful.
0: That was, yeah, I, you took me there and I could see the pictures and the photos you posted and I was like, this must be a beautiful place. And the way, you, you know, you are gifted. It. You're gifted with telling stories. So you did it so well, like I could see it in my mind and I'm like, wow, that's something I should do. Maybe I'll yes. go there one day.
1: You should. Yes. I will.
0: And maybe we, I might call you on along so that you be my guide. Oh, you know, what? I would come. I would come. <laughs> yes. Another one. When I know you practice mindfulness every day in every essence of your of your lifestyle and everything. But mm. is there one place that you love to go to just to practice meditation and mindfulness?
1: Wow. That has got to be my, there's a place in my study and uh-huh. I sort of have a, it's, it's, it has a, a sort of futon um, in shares yeah. long. And uh-huh. I love, um, it's a place where I just collapse it cross-legged and, and do it. And I like sort of considering that place as that, that center, when I see it, I know that that's where I need to be. So it's in my, it's in my, it's in my home yes. and uh, I enjoy that. But I also enjoy when I'm at the beach, like I am now, Mm -hmm. I enjoy the sunrise, waking up early at sun, you know, to catch the sunrise. Mm -hmm. But also after that, to just spend time before the sea. The sea is very therapeutic for me. Yeah, it's calm. And I find that that just calms me down. I don't need any words. I am just filled with gratitude and my heart is open to the (laughs) sea. Wow.
0: I can see you there. And I know you'll do that tomorrow morning. I am (laughs) sure. Yes. I can bet (laughs) on you on the beautiful listeners if you don't know where i come from i come from kenya dorothy was my lecturer oh. when i was doing my undergraduate and we have the most magnificent beaches the sand is white it's crystal it's bright and,
1: and the water is warm
0: and the water is warm it's i think it's right. about 30 40 degrees you can yeah. s- you you feel good when you're in it it's like you're being incubated it's beautiful and that's yeah. where Dorothy is now as we speak, and she's having a blast, <laughs> I can tell. One last question.
1: Favorite food. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my. So you'd have to tell them. So I love I love fish, but I also love good beef because we come from the land of beef. And, mm-hmm. and I love fish. And yeah. some vegetables that you won't get you won't get anywhere else except home.
0: Oh uh, so just say the I, name and I'll be drooling.
1: Osuga, I love osuga. Uh, uh-huh, the, Mito. Yes. Oh my the girlie, Oh my god. So, <laughs> so You're I love checking that. me
0: home? Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love
1: that. that. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm a foodie. I love good food. Like there's just lots. Like here at the hotel, they're making lovely crab. It's it's oh. crab crab uh, crab ginger curry. It, it's ah. delicious. I just eat that all the time. So because there's a lot of there's lots of seafood here. So yes that and the garlic prawn. So yeah, let's oh, just say boy. I love food. I love good you food. You love good food. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: Any last closing comments to the listeners on mindfulness?
1: Right. Um, Just remember to be present in the moment. The only time you have is now. So if you just focus on the now, the next moment will take care of itself. The past Mm -hmm. is already gone. What matters is just this moment. And then just enjoy that moment. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. wow and that brings us to the end of our
0: beautiful journey in mindfulness all beautiful things that we've learned today thank you dorothy and bless you for sharing this moment with us
1: thank you so much helen it was such a joy i have really enjoyed myself (laughs) thank you too